Hey, welcome everybody to InfernoCast number 005. I, of course, am InfernoFox. And what we've got here today is a fantastic discussion about a sensational game, and I'm saying sensational as a double meaning, Animal Crossing, specifically Animal Crossing New Horizons. And of course, we may branch into other Animal Crossing games in the series, but we'll probably most likely focus in on Animal Crossing New Horizons itself, as well as maybe some additional cozy game discussion. Uh, I, of course, am Inferno Fox. I am the host of this YouTube site, as well as uh, future expansion to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And joining me today, of course, we have Storm Rose Sky. She is the lead of the lead and runner runner of the Twitch and YouTube channels of Storm Rose Sky. Storm, thank you for joining us and thank you again for all of your help with this specific topic. Thank you for having me. I love Animal Crossing, so you know, well, especially New Horizon. It's the only one I've played, but so I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. We also have Jason the 13th. He has his YouTube channel, of course, Jason the 13th. Jason, thanks again for joining us. Not a problem. Happy to be here. And we have Jamie Owls, 87. She is my partner in crime. Jamie Owls, thank you for joining us here. Hello. Thanks for having me again. And next we have Simbu Darkfang. He is the level five grandpa and also a major participant for Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. That again, of course, is Basement of the Dead, Aurora, Illinois. Simbu, thank you for joining us. What was that? I turned my hearing aid off. <laughs> you don't disappoint us, level five grandpa. <laughs> Happy to be here. Great to see everybody again. And last but certainly not least, we have Astromedes. He is the developer and co-lead of Second Place Games. Astromedes, thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me, Inferno Fox. Happy to be here again after day job stuff got in the way <laughs> last time. Oh, gosh, I, I can definitely understand that. Uh, before we jump into the topic, of course, I always like to ask games that you are playing, the, the games that you are currently playing right now. Uh, I'm going to start off and just mention that once again, I am still playing Trails uh, Trails of Cold Steel, the first entry. And you're going to be hearing me say that a lot because the, these entries or games are like 60 to 80 hour long RPG affairs. But it, it's a, been a great time, great experience and looking forward to continue it. Simbu, what are you currently playing right now? Uh, well, you know, kind of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Fortnite, um, Kart Rider Drift, which is a fun little, you know, wish version of Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> I'm, of course, also playing uh, Payday 2, Diablo 4, and, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda and the Fractured But Whole. <laughs> so... <laughs> A lot on my plate, but you know, eh. Plus that, you know, power wash. Yeah. Plus that power wash simulator, which we'll probably end up talking about on this because it seems like a good podcast to talk, bring that one up. Because <laughs> it, it, in a way, it's kind of like a, a, a cozy type game. Yeah, exactly. Storm, what are you currently playing right now? Uh, right now, I just finished Fractured Butthole. 
um, all the main story. So I have some of the side quests to do, and I'm probably going to check out some of the DLC because I absolutely loved it. Um, Fortnite in still events horizon. I'll always call it wrong. And I think I'm going to start Alan Wake because it just came out. Um, yes. For the PlayStation uh, subscription one. So there was a band Poets of the Fall that had a song <clears throat> at the end of that video game. And that was how I found them years ago. So I'm excited to play it. And uh, yeah, that's Excellent. about it. Jamie Owls, uh, I heard you agree mm -hmm. to storm there. I you was course... clapping. I was excited for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you currently playing, Jamie Owls? I mean, I already know, but what is that? Everyone... <laughs> well, let everyone else know. You do. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how. Um, well, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I do not play video games every single day. I'm still in between playing uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants game. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I'm still playing. I also kind of um, switch around a bit and play The Sims. I just started playing Animal Crossing again today. I stopped playing that for about a month or two just to give myself a break. Um, but the next game that I'm planning on playing soon, it came out this year, I believe. It's that Bio Mutant. It oh, looks yeah, that's like right. a <clears throat> yeah, it looks like a little fox and it looks like some robotic apocalyptic world. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Cool. Yeah, I think that was part also part of the PlayStation Plus. Uh, essential tier we've got that yes uh on yeah. our uh, on our ps5 downloaded so that that'll be ready ready for us are, are you talking the endling talking to what endling. sounds like it because i downloaded endling. it but i haven't cracked forever. it yet oh that, that I was, also that, i that, also downloaded that that, that was this <laughs> this month but uh Biomutants, oh, i think was like oh, six Biomutants months ago new. okay oh. Oh, old one okay yeah oh yeah so uh astromedes uh what games are you currently playing right now uh playing a little bit of darkest dungeon 2 i still like it it's still good it's still really weird and depressing um i uh been playing this i got like i kind of flamed out on marvel snap after playing it for like a month or two maybe i was like ah okay this feels a little too light for me i want something more crunchy so i went i continued my weird quest for an interesting card game um and cat um <laughs> and uh <laughs> so i found this eternal card game basically and i don't know if i'm gonna keep playing it i think i'm basically the same point in some respects i was with marvel snap where i see the deal now it's very hard to make a good deck in this game and this this game is just it's essentially like a straight up kind of like magic ripoff basically oh. if you remember magic it's most of the same stuff which they made some interesting choices that did kind of streamline more complex gameplay into a good like turn-based setup where like you get your opportunity to do a thing in response and it's actually less awkward than 
in real life, having to sometimes make sure everyone remembers and doesn't skip the reaction phase kind of stuff, whatever. But yeah, long story short, I don't think I love the game overall, and I will probably stop playing that too and maybe keep looking again for a different card game that probably doesn't exist that satisfies whatever <laughs> my weird uh, needs are. And other than that, I'll just mention too, just as this is a strange thing. Uh, I saw references this game fear and hunger online i saw it just show up on youtube or something i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it but it's like i i've been watching weird clips on youtube of it it's like a really like dark it looks like absolutely like painful to play in that it's one of those really it's like an rpg sort of jrpg type combat sort of thing except it's like very kind of like gory and punishing enemies can like lop your limb off and it's just gone forever and like it's any random combat can do that but it has like kind of really weird like unique sort of lore and that kind of thing so i don't know I might have heard, I don't know where the heck I've heard of it, but I think I heard where you can either, it might even be the, a, diff, a different game or something, but where you're presented choices of where you have to lose an entire arm or sacrifice one of your party members. That is like, one of the things that happens. Yes. Ah, like okay. there's two of those games. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they look really, that's interesting. Did you also see it just kind of randomly encountered on YouTube or something like that? Probably. Yeah. One of the content creators I follow was, was mentioning it and it's a really interesting concept. It really reminds me of, I, maybe I'm, I've really out in the weeds here, that old NES game, uh, Sweet Home, which it's essentially what Resident Evil was based off of where it's an RPG. I'm not actually familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah, RPG, you're in a haunted house, except if one of your characters dies, it's permadeath, they're gone for good, and you could actually lose the entire game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like to, to me, that's an intriguing concept. Like, okay, you'll lose your arm and effectively lose like 25% of your attack power, but you're, you still have one of your party members. Yeah, I mean, like it's the, to me, it's like a game like that, it seems like I would hesitate to say that it's even like a good game in my estimation, only because like it seems like it is literally like painful to play. I do, though, think it's kind of an interesting game in that I saw I had a, you know, a few days there where I was just like seeking out all the weird content about it, showing the gameplay that I could find on YouTube, because that is the more preferable way to experience it as i'm literally watching someone that says yeah i've done this area 50 times now i know that i have to do this in order to not die for a very not obvious reason as i go through this part but like the game's full of like lore and it's clearly one of those like auteur the creator had a very particular and weird uh vision about what they wanted to do but like it it results in this kind of like flawed but interesting looking sort of game so Interesting. Yeah, that was my weird diatribe there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's interesting. It's funny that I actually knew knew that. Um, Jason must be making the rounds on YouTube. <laughs> Jason, what are you currently playing right now? Uh, same old things: Fortnite, Pokemon, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And as I said earlier, I uh, just downloaded the Endling game. I'm actually looking forward to playing that one a little bit and seeing how that one goes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we got that downloaded too. So Jamie Owls, if you're interested mm-hmm. in trying that on our on our PS5, maybe take a look at that. Yeah, I have to check that out because it sounds so familiar. I can't picture it right now, but yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely play it. Yep, your your mother fox protecting three little foxes. And it doesn't oh, sound like okay. it's, it doesn't sound like a lot uh, uh, a long game, 
but it sounds more like a puzzle game from what okay. I understood. So like I said, I downloaded it and I'm looking forward to giving that one a shot for a little bit. <laughs> I actually do have that as a physical copy. I just have so many games that I <laughs> forgot that I have. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, it almost kind of sounds like to me that it might be like one of those environmentally conscious type games. Uh, very just possible on that. From mm -hmm. judging from the little bit that I know uh, that I've seen of it, it's, you right. know, not a big deal, but you know, just an and observation. Or, and or like a like storybook games because I know Ori in the Blind mm -hmm. Forest and or Ori, I think Will of the Wisp was like the same way. Um, I, I've heard a lot of praise for both those games. I played the first Ori and like, it was fine. I, I it didn't resonate with me personally as much as a lot of, uh, other people, but it was fine. And maybe the, the endling game is the same way, but simple. Yeah. That that's, it's funny you say that. Cause like, I've noticed that with other entries, but, um, onto the main, main course, main topic here. And that of course is animal crossing. So uh, all about, of course, Animal Crossing. And for me, me personally, my favorite Animal Crossing is probably the deer crossing because <laughs> the deer itself is a good, good animal that crosses over the Simba. What's your favorite Animal Crossing? You know, I, I got to say um, the snake, you know, snake crossing. Uh, a lot of people just run, run, run snakes over. It, it's not very, you know, nice. Um, they did nothing. They're just trying to get across the road, probably, you know, to their sweethearts. How would you like it if you got hit? Exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to interrupt real quick. We just lost power. So uh -oh. there's a chance I may drop out. Drop out. Oh, no. I will come back to the meeting, uh -oh. of course. But uh, Greg is going to check out and back what's going on if somebody moved the switch or whatever like out back flipped playing around with the outlets or whatever outside so there you go ah, oh, the oh, and the power is back so ah. never mind <laughs> <laughs> we're good continue on uh that, that's the scene mm. for all all of our audience this is the beauty of our podcast you just never know what what is going to happen i mean you got animal crossing jokes you you got power outages you know who who knows what the heck's going to happen the ceiling huh. come down and i was think nice that and this was swear. planned <laughs> this was already planned because as soon as you know inferno you said you know your favorite animal crossing i'm pretty sure she motioned to uh greg and was like hey hey hit the power hit the power <laughs> this is my topic <laughs> figures uh, it figures oh uh, no okay <laughs> so <laughs> animal crossing uh and again a uh, huge shout out to storm for all of the the information that we're going to present here and of course the the big question uh if you've been under a rock and you don't know what is animal crossing specifically animal crossing new horizons uh, and of course, there are other variants and the, the series itself premiered in North America and I believe the PAL region, Europe, on the Nintendo GameCube, but it was in Japan first on the Nintendo 64. So what we got in the US was a ported slash little bit updated copy uh, of Animal Crossing on, on the 64 back when we got it on the GameCube. Um, that is pretty much the extent of my own knowledge of the series off the cuff. Um, but again, it, uh, other 
uh, entries that have appeared like New Leaf on the 3DS. Uh, I want to say there was a Wii one. There was a, a god awful one on the Wii U. I believe that was Amiibo Festival. And that all that was was just a cash grab slash uh, Mario Party uh, type game where you did everything except play mini games. So how fun that is. Um, but one of the things with New Horizons is this this was all, a lot of exposure for a lot of new new people, a lot, a lot of new players and everything. And one of the things with the Switch is it, it, the Switch ended up being like a gateway system for a lot of individuals either just getting into video games, period, especially if, if they're younger or even like young kids to even those of us that hadn't been in video games that have gotten back into it now and and I say gateway because there there are some of us, maybe one or two of us in this chat that use the Switch to be able to get into other systems such as the PS5. But for, uh, let me open up the, the field here just to kind of um, see what everybody says here. Uh, Storm, Jason, Jamie Alves, I, I, I believe that you, that y'all were the, the ones with the Animal Crossing experience was... New Horizons, the first one that the three of you guys, uh, the three of you guys have played. Yes, for me it was. Uh, I, sorry, you can go ahead. I actually played a little bit of the New Leaf on the 3DS, but not uh, as much as New Horizon. Um, I would say New Horizon is the one that I play the longest. The New Leaf one, I remember trying it, but. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was at that time. I just didn't get into it. But the New Horizons is the Animal Crossing that I've played a lot more. Ah. So technically, that one will be like the first. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, I know the... Um, it, it's really interesting to see how the series has progressed, but managed to really retain that sort of small town smallville type feel to where your, your main character as the villager it works to either build up their home or or in in this instance with new horizons their, their island and of course that that begs the question of of, of progression so one of the things that you got to do there is to get three stars to unlock terraforming uh five mm -hmm. stars is the ultimate goal uh, getting three stars on the island means that a character named K.K. Slider uh, will come and perform on your island. And then after that, you can un unlock the terraforming. And obviously, it's building hills, paths, rivers. Um, and then one of the interesting things is the is the money aspect. And of course, it's not gold points or gill or cash or whatever. It's bells, earning bells. And so you want to farm stuff so that you can if maybe farm fish or whatnot, so you can start selling things to uh, Timmy and Tommy at their store. Uh, fruits from other islands are worth more. There are there's a turnip stock market where prices can change uh, twice a day in the morning and, and the afternoon. But you can only buy turnips on Sundays before noon, which is noon, of course, your local time from a character named Daisy May. And one other character that that is funny to is the landlord Tom Nook. So you got to pay your rent. You got to pay, uh, you got to pay Tom Nook. Otherwise, you're gonna get him knocking on your on your door, and, and he'll be like, <laughs> "Hey, Stu, rent's due, mother." So you want to go down a good rabbit hole? Look up like Tom Nook videos on you on YouTube. 
a lot <laughs> of people have done fun creative things with him um yeah there are a lot of fun animal crossing videos out there but people don't like him yeah. i always thought uh, like for... go ahead sorry um just for real quick storm um for content sake uh for age rating uh is there any sort of ish you know adult when you're looking up those videos or are they all kind of like you know like kid friendly um that is a good question they can well animal crossing oh there no are ways oh, yeah <laughs> you can't guarantee it because well some of the oh they've made rap songs out of it and some of the lyrics are okay but like you can't really can't make it x-rated because nintendo filters pretty well for you to like be able to do that i mean people have made their own clothing that show boobies and stuff but <laughs> you know if they get reported blah 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 which is a whole different eye roll that people will report people for having oh my god a naked thing but whatever and we won't i mean there's a statue in there of uh, uh the statue of david and everyone flips out because oh my god that's right i <laughs> forgot about that there they was huge controversy thing yep yep you can well he's still uncensored you can <sighs> still see his peen <laughs> wow. and what's great is you catch your villagers looking at it and they'll have a micro like a microscope not a microscope <laughs> magnifying glass out <laughs> looking at it oh, i've taken poor david <laughs> <laughs> I've taken yeah. screenshots of my villagers just oh, looking at it and awesome. they're holding up the that magnifying glass just looking and tilting their heads and they look at you like what <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> why does it look different yes because <laughs> you're used so, to animals you know animals yeah. have different yes. <laughs> exactly oh boy as, as you uh described the resources i was remembering kind of a thought i had running up to this probably as i was playing all those weird stupid digital card games uh the mm -hmm. resource system in a game like animal crossing it almost reminds me of like a a uh, microtransaction-y resource system where there's this like just the fact that there's this need for these kind of like multiple kinds of resources so much of this you can get one of these which lets you now get one of these and that mm -hmm. sort of progression yep. except without the gross actual microtransactions just a <laughs> self-contained little system it, it's funny you say that and, and it's in a way to where nintendo can keep getting the player to come back to the island to do the chores to put yep. the, the time in and everything like that and it, i should mention one of the systems in animal crossing is on is the smartphone and that yep. is mm -hmm. not limited by uh or it is limited by transactional stuff you can spend the money to buy to actually buy the resources and okay yeah for, yeah <laughs> fortunately with animal crossing on new horizons there are something known as uh treasure actual treasure islands where you can go and sell the turnips get max bells so you never have to worry about bells again uh th there are individuals that have modified switches that are made into islands that house items for the game which allow players to get anything that they want or need and, and they can take them back to the island and decorate the houses and, and whatnot it's actually a pretty cool system because then you're not limited by the internal economy and it, it's something that uh 
Nintendo really doesn't care for because they sometimes go around with the ban hammer and ban some of those particular. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Users abuses. Yeah. yeah, And not even just the individual from the game, but sometimes they, they ban them from the, uh, the Nintendo online as a whole. So you, so you gotta be careful if you want to designate anything like that. So it is that switch unit that will get banned. Um, there were a couple of streamers that had quite a few treasure islands that have had Nintendo or had switches get banned from online. And that is it. Then your Nintendo, you know, that Nintendo Mm. is then bricked from getting online, but you still have a modified switch, which your first generation um, switches, if you are interested in selling at one time, there was still a good market for it. You could get brand new uh, price even if it was used, you could get your like 350 for it easy because they were so uh, in demand. And, and easy and easy to mod. You can literally do so with, with a paper clip. When, when you yep. do that, you go in, you hack the switch, you get a, a uh, switch emulator. Um, I forget the, the name of it. I think it starts with an S. Uh, almost said Simbu, but that's, that, that, that's mm-hmm. not Simbu here. Wait a minute. Hey, wait there, a minute. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> there are a few different ones. It's as easy as putting in a different SD card. And I could, um, I no longer have my original Switch. I sold it to get the OLED, but on Greg's Switch, that is still the first, like the first generation. So I know I could mod it if I wanted to. Um, it's easy as uh, if I sent it to my friend Allison, who has all a buttload of treasure islands just on a card and it's a matter of flipping it back and forth so it's even as simple as that all the information is out there for it um this is what got me started on twitch streaming was animal crossing because i started watching people stream treasure islands because there hits a point where you are tired of knocking down stuff for the bells you see furniture in your store and then there's a limited amount of the items that you see in your store every day. So people started advertising these islands and used to charge money for people to go to them, which was, Oh, that's a whole different thing. So, you know, um, sure. But anyway, really didn't like that. No, no, there, a lot of those people got reported because, you know, well, you could come use my Island and they were charging them like $30 for two hours a time. Where a Twitch streamer, I was supporting $5 for the month and got 24 hours, seven days a week access to your Switch, which means your Switch has to be online all the time, that modified Switch. You have to have dedicated internet. That Switch has a dedicated computer usually. Yeah, you're basically standing up your own little server at that point. Yes, and one of my favorite streamers, Press, uh, when he first started, had 12 Switches with 12 different treasure islands mm. that is 12 different copies of that game which is one yeah. of my huge issues with animal crossing oh yeah with nintendo is it that it is one island per switch per that game makes no sense when nope. you have multiple users yeah storm yep. let's let, let's let's talk about that a, a little bit more i i, I know we've got that <laughs> as a is a d- discussion point where you'll lead the issues with the game but let, let's let's kind of elaborate on that because that's so okay if you get say you have a family switch and you want um you know you have an island well once you start an island and you join like jamie joins 
Jamie L joins your game. Sorry. Um, she can only use your island. So you can't, even though you have two different profiles on one switch, you are both going to only be able to use that one island. So, ever, yep. so whoever first started the island is the owner of the island. I'm using air quotes. So what when you say one island, could, could I create a villager for myself and then create a second villager for Jamie Owls and have both villagers, but only one island? Yes. Yeah, okay. you're both on the island. Yeah. That's it. But you, say if you want to do another island because, you know, you got this island all set up how you want. You want a second island? Nope, you, you can't. You need a whole nother switch and a whole nother copy of Animal Crossing. And mm -hmm. luckily, because Greg um, had what, had his own switch for my birthday present one year, I got a second copy of Animal Crossing because I wanted another island. Now, I, I do want to ask this question. Um, with all the talk of the treasure islands and, you know, farming and stuff like that in the game, could that be the reason why Nintendo did one island per Switch? No. No, it was because set up the fact that, that one island per Switch was start right at the beginning, that all the treasure islands didn't come until way later down the road. Mm -hmm. yeah, I okay, wonder, but my, my first say, thought when I hear that, sorry, go ahead, finish your thoughts. Um, the only reason why I, I bring that up is because if you think about it, let's say, you know, I can go to your island and you can go to my island and it's not a big social game. If you think about it, it's, you know, if Inferno Fox and Jamie Owls each have an island on the same switch, what's stopping Inferno Fox from just using Jamie Owls account to farm for his own island? Because he won't get the resources on his account. It'd be on her account. Mm -hmm. Right, but if you can, is there a way to share resources or, you know, gift stuff to other to other accounts? Yes. Because if that's the case, Technically, then... Technically, yes, you can. It, it takes a lot more work doing it, but yes. Right, but again, that, uh, again, just bringing up a, a potential for why they decided to do it. No, it was way before Treasure. It's Mm -hmm. islands got popular and the treasure island community really did get popular until around the pandemic and everyone was locked in in the mm -hmm. summer like may june july is when they blew up and animal crossing came out like february april in that year and it was already in that game there were already people complaining about you know how do i do another island and you can't yeah. and it was covered Coming out that well, you just get another. Even if you bought another copy of the game, it's tied to your switch, so it just yeah, it doesn't matter. So you would need a whole another switch, and then a whole other game to yeah, do it. Yeah, because uh, J Jamie Alice has her own copy of Animal Crossing. We each have our own switches. I cannot take her copy of Animal Crossing and put it in my switch and play it. It won't let me. It, it actually. So I was going to ask, like, what happens when you put a uh, game copy? in someone else's switch i'm actually not familiar with how it's storing uh, that user one, account stuff or whatever works. yeah so it, does that uh storm does that mean it because i i personally haven't done it myself so storm if you put in your uh, copy of animal crossing into greg's switch do, does it work or do you get an error it, no it works it's okay it is tied to your account, so like I could not sign into my account oh, gotcha. on his switch okay. and expect so, my island to be there. I would have to create 
my own villager account on his so island. You, do, you don't necessarily need two copies of Animal Crossing, but only if you and Greg wanted to play at the same time. Right. Okay. Right. And or sense. if you're running a treasure island, it sounds like you would or, need two co- two switches and two copies. Now, or, I do have to say, in my particular case, like my switch has my island on it. Now, my nephew, if he gets onto my switch under his account, he gets his own house on my island, which okay, no big <laughs> deal. But anything I have set up and I'm trying to do, if he goes in there and messes with anything while he's playing it. It does affect everything on my side. So if he goes and changes things that I don't want changed, well, I guess we're tough out of luck on that because yep. you're sharing the same that sucks. item. Yeah. Well, that's Here's, unfortunate. With right. the, that's one of the big problems with that. Yep. So if I were to log into Greg's Switch and using why we ended up with two copies, because I would need to log into his account all the time then on his switch because if i logged into my own accounts on his switch it would recognize that i already have an island and would want to transfer it to my new to this new switch uh, so, so that would just overwrite uh, then so right. it is just there's one island you know if you want yep. you can change it you can't actually yep. switch back and forth though Yep, that is why it's literally it's uh, even more than just one island per switch. It's one island per switch per user, basically. Yeah, so the, I, I was gonna say this account. sounds to me like a limitation of a system that does something like tie a particular device ID to a particular user mm-hmm. account yep. to make it so the island somehow you have to have both those things in place to even yep. like access it. And I wonder if that simplifies things for them somehow networking wise or whatever. They seem very weird about their networking stuff in general. I feel like they're like a couple decades behind most everyone else yeah. in general. Yeah. You, you're, you're outsider not, perspective. But. You're not wrong. It's it's generally they've spent the time to improve all of the, the, the online network infrastructure that's in Japan. But what, what is in the, the United States and possibly the PAL regions is pretty rudimentary it's it's not anything okay. like what sony's got sony has an excellent network and then microsoft so do they actually have a better setup in japan you're saying it, it, like there's the, a better network somehow yeah like yeah software it, so actually it's, it's the same where it's one copy of animal crossing per island per switch but the the general setup with nintendo online is much better in in japan i i've heard that at least with the online smash community it's a thing where mm. if 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 memory serves me and probably uh those listening in the smash community can add their comments in the comments section i've heard that those that that play online can do so just straight wi-fi without any lag whereas that's a problem with uh trying to do that with smash here in the states but I apologize. I don't mean to, to, to digress and push push into the smash territory, but it's just interesting the whole networking concept as it pertains to, to Nintendo. Nintendo has always shown a clear preference country wise, and that's always been Japan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if what you described is more just a network infrastructure thing, though. Like, I bet Japan has better and more complete network infrastructure just based on the bit of time I spent there, ubiquitous high-speed internet access and all that. Yeah, and it's probably ready to to hold up hold up all of Nintendo's stuff in general. It wouldn't, that, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, we're much more patchwork in the United States over here with our network set up. Sorry, Inferno Fox. Oh, what sorry, was that, Jamal? I was just gonna say, sorry, you're, I'm not gonna share my island with you. No, hey, that's <laughs> no, that, that is okay. I've gone over three years without playing the game. I'm probably gonna go another three. That is uh, a okay. Yeah, that I, I don't know. Did you say the same thing about Fortnite? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that lag that you experience with um, Smash and you know it. If it disconnects the network, that lags a huge issue for Treasure Island people. Um, if you go into certain fa- like Facebook groups, they have uh, even on Twitch, whatever, they will have rules about what you can and cannot do on these islands to make sure that they don't crash because repeated crashes on systems, they don't want anything suspicious. You know, you don't need Nintendo looking out, whatever. Yeah. And when Nintendo releases updates, it takes the programmers days to come up with, you know, the, the fixes so that way people can update their switches, the modified switches, because um, there's a chance if Nintendo releases a bug to fix it, then you're, oh, well, your switch is no longer modified and whatnot. So yeah, that, that's the race. <laughs> that lag thing, I was just thinking about the, like, the speed test you have to do, um, Allison, who runs Facebook group, a Facebook group called Animal Crossing Share Zone. They have, oh, they just hit 22,000 members. She has rules about, you know, your speeds and whatnot. And here, do the speed test. And once in a while, she will host her treasure islands for people with low speed connections who live in rural areas and they know mm. their internet is, is slow. And the internet speed does cut into to the cutaway scenes of the stupid game, which last forever and or quality of life thing that Nintendo could fix. Now, when you say, update, but, yeah. when you say cutaway scenes, um, well, maybe elaborate on that. Cause uh, it, it's when it, the people visit your Island and when they leave it. Right. Right. And thank you all for uh, embracing the ADD as we <laughs> go ev- everywhere. Um <laughs> So the cutaway scenes, when you go to visit someone's island, you first have to go through 1,001 commands of telling the dodo where you want to go when you're Mm -hmm. in the airport. And after multiple hit of the buttons and confirming three, four, five times that, yes, you do want to do this, it announces to everyone on the island that you're visiting that, hey, you have somebody flying in. And it also lets you know your progress of flying over the island. While you are waiting for that person to come visit you or leave your island, you cannot do anything. The game stops you. You are then watching them fly in, fly out. You cannot do anything. It will yell at you to please close your pockets, stop everything that you are doing, and you now (laughs) have to wait. So someone's internet speed that is slow, there are times that cutaway scene takes yeah. like three or four they minutes. Don't, they don't want anything through. to change horrible. in the in their probably inefficient process of data exchange, getting that other person on that island and blowing it up. So simple oh. solutions don't let anyone do anything. 
something. Yep. Mm. So, uh, so if somebody's I if someone coming in with bad connection causes a a disconnection, everyone sometimes you'll get kicked off of that island that you're we're visiting, and then get sent back to your island. And if you went to a treasure island and got stuff in your pockets. It depends on when the last save was, and yes. those items could be mm-hmm. in your pocket or be out of your pocket. And then you would yep. have to start the whole process all over again. Oh my gosh! Oof. So that is why mm-hmm. the the internet speeds are are a thing for these treasure island hosts. Because also, yeah. if you're disconnecting, then that's each time. Not everyone has a bot set up to automatically grab a new dodo code, and people want to yeah. just set them up and not sit by their switches because that's another great thing about animal crossing is you don't have to babysit it you can turn it on and leave it and walk away as i am guilty of doing with this game because i love that i don't have to babysit it i don't need to constantly be doing something if i want to come back and play i can play so having constant crashes on your treasure islands and having to get new dodo codes and updating everybody of what the new code is because people lose their freaking minds over it and some people are nice but then they're you know those who aren't so the cutaway scenes are again just they don't need to be that long it could be a banner and let you just move if you're on your own island it doesn't matter if you're on a treasure island i could be visiting jamie owl's island and we would still have to sit through that cutaway scene she could continue picking flowers or doing what she's doing just why to make an announcement and why is it why their systems can handle it it's stupid it is one of these sounds like it's a limitation though like clearly their system can't handle it or at least they didn't do the work to make their system able to handle it yeah like because like yeah they that's gotta be that it just takes that long for this to happen for whatever reason again this sounds like sounds like we're talking about a network computer game from 25 years ago when we describe this and, problem and, and you're you're, <laughs> yes. you're you're really not wrong just based on the technology of the switch itself i mean it, it it's like based on android tech but we're looking at a, a tegra chip that is eight years old with a power teraflop power uh yeah teraflop power of something that's equivalent to a ps3 which that's what what is that well, it's like for for problems like this though i mean it's uh i uh, you know maybe i'm reaching here or whatever i'm not claiming to have any knowledge whatsoever of you know what writing code for a switch game actually is like but just speaking very generally nowadays it's like hardware is rarely the limitation unless you're doing crazy ai stuff or whatever stuff like that but like playing a game it's like hardware is almost never going to be the limitation but some problems are very hard to solve programmatically so it's like this kind of thing we have all these kind of clever solutions nowadays like my first thought when you describe this whole thing is like just like if you're really worried about stuff changing you could just like at least let the player still run around put him in like a sandbox or something make it so you don't have to actually stop everything you're doing at least just provide a better experience for like basically the same limitation like there's you know there i i don't think long story short i don't think like the, the hardware isn't get good enough has anything to do with like the reason for this i do think it's one of those things where like because i mean admittedly network problems are awful to solve too because the whole problem with networking stuff is nothing is reliable packets could arrive out of order blah 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 there's all this crazy stuff you have to worry about so you know like i get i'm not saying it's not a hard problem but like again it just sounds like this was a 
problem from like years ago. Yeah, and it's like... funny, funny you say that too, because like even going briefly going to Smash in between matches when it's loading a match with up to four people, the individual person can be in a loading in a loading screen where it's okay, it's a simple stage, but they can practice their techniques there's a uh, yeah and maybe like for a fighting game it was more obvious and natural to them that like we need to do this kind of thing because like why not like fighting game feels like a more natural and it's, and you should it's a drop a guy in a room so we can dev punch team a, a, different, a different team itself that that of maybe course. Is, is used to something like like yeah. this or, or but it kind of going back to what storm is saying like you would think this would be something that they would update and within the the updates themselves to which I'm now going to put Storm back on her her soapbox because <laughs> a, a, another issue with New Horizons are the updates or lack thereof. Am I right, Storm? Lack. lack. Yes. Um. You know what? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the yeah, last big. Yeah. The last big update we had was now I think two years ago, and then they did that DLC, the DLC. However, what I would really, really like is quality of life updates, which I understand the network connecting things. And if that's a bigger issue to solve, maybe that's, you know, a new Animal Crossing game and they'll solve that. The mm -hmm. little things I'm talking about is let me craft an item. And if I want to craft five of those items, like they have these neat torches yes. or like mushroom lamps, let me craft oh, five at a time instead of one so at a time. Nice where mm -hmm. you're hitting the a button and it's a constant repetition of doing the same dialogue and going through the same thing and da, 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 da. let me just like select either five or ten and let your like hit x or something let me do more than just one at a time you know I, I agree with you i find that so annoying if i wanted to make five chairs i should do it at one time Exactly. Instead of repeatedly having to mm -hmm. say, yes, I want to, are you sure you want to build this? Let's build this. And da, 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 da. yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And, and for perspective for uh, Astromedes and Simbu, Animal Crossing Horizons is the second highest Nintendo Switch game sold. They've sold 42.2 million copies as of March 31st. Comparing that to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is the number one seller at 53.79 million and the number three seller of Smash Brothers Ultimate, at 31.09 million. The reason I'm saying all that, you got the number one and you got the number three sellers, which had received constant updates. Smash Brothers being the exception. Their last update, I think, was like a, a year ago when Sora was added. But Mario Kart Deluxe just got its fifth of six DLC booster pack like two weeks ago. They're still updating that game. There's They were just added characters. They apparently changed a, a, a number of the mechanics. So... Why is it that they they can update the first and third highest selling games, games that, that released in 2017 and 2018, but can't take the time to update the, the content, uh, add content, update content, do quality of life stuff for the second. Which, which game has more DLC people can dump more money into? 
See, you would you would think that wouldn't it be the amount of? I would expect sold? Mario Kart. No, well, no, because I I'm just thinking because like the old the reason to keep doing updates is to keep people coming back to the thing. You normally want to keep people coming back to the thing so they can keep paying you for things. So my first thought when you describe this scenario is is there more DLC or more opportunity to throw money at Nintendo while playing Mario Kart than there is while playing Animal Crossing? The the idea is to uh, with the game itself of Animal Crossing, of course, is to get the individual coming back to the island day after day. So just by that gameplay loop alone, you would think so. But Nintendo wants to get people to get that uh, Nintendo Switch online, especially the that expansion pack, because you get all that DLC for free if you're registered for the expansion pack. You don't have to pay for it. So it, it begs the question, is all that dlc content is it worth it to be able to do that if let's say those 42.21 million copies are literally one per switch or the ones the the people that are just you know running the 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 treasure islands or, or what have you are they really going to be playing and using it versus those with mario kart where they're you know that they're going to be connecting online and playing with one another consistently yeah that yeah, is just... go ahead extra maybe I, I was just going to say, of course, I tried. I first look at all this stuff through like the most cynical lens possible, which is like, is there a money reason it was designed this way? <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Go ahead, Sibu. Um, uh, see, now, when you say that Animal Crossing New Horizons is the second, you know, top seller for Nintendo, again, when you compare it to games like Mario Kart 8 or you compare it to Smash Brothers Ultimate, the issue becomes with Mario Kart 8, I only have one copy per person. And it may be not even one copy per person. If I have I have three people in my household and I have one Switch, you know, maybe I'm not always playing it. So I only need one copy for three people. The the copy sales are a bit skewed, in my opinion, on on Animal Crossing, only because of the fact of these people that run these treasure islands. Because as Storm said, you've got people that have 40 copies of this game. Yep. You know, so there's 39 extra sales that would not have happened for Mario Kart 8 or for Smash Brothers Ultimate because one person's not going to buy 40 copies of Mario Kart 8 for themselves. I wonder how significant a portion of the sales that really is, though. It's like, obviously, you're right. Like, these people are buying, like, uh, you know, and compared to a normal person, an incredibly large amount. I just, I wonder what the numbers look like. Obviously, we're, there's going to be exactly. no way to possibly and know that. I, but. Have to, I have to ask, uh, in, in my uh, personal opinion, when you get that high up in companies, they don't look at that kind of stuff. They just see the numbers. So those extra copies that are being sold are just extra numbers on their charts and graphs that make it look good for them. That's mm-hmm. true, so but... They don't take into account for all that. You're not wrong. However, if Nintendo knows that these treasure islands are going on and they know that they are a big thing, could that be part of the reason why they're, why they're not sure uh, how accurate the player counts are? Could that be a reason that affects why there's lack of updating? One of the things that I that made me think of the reason why is because they were they had been working on a new Animal Crossing, 
where it, it mm-hmm. maybe it's something where all the the issues that Storm had been uh, talking about, very valid issues such as quality of life stuff. Maybe that's going to be in the next full version of Animal Crossing that they've that's, been working on. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a really good point. That would feel like a complete waste to bother throwing your team to update the old game, especially if some of that stuff is a big lift because it's a major sea change in the system or whatever. Because it, it's a thing it's... where Animal Crossing was released in the third year of the, the Switch's life cycle. We're going into the seventh year, and there's talk that uh, the Switch successor is coming out next year. Um, Jamie Owls, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? I was just going to say about if they were to make a new Animal Crossing game, that they'll probably have it released when the next new Nintendo console comes out. Yeah, there Is was... that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. There was a... And I'm sorry, uh, Jamie. There was an article not too long ago. Someone from Nintendo said that Animal Crossing's done getting updates. And yeah. they will be working on... Um, a new one for the newer switch that mm-hmm. comes out and it is following the patterns of what they've done with animal crossing the um whatever the franchise that every four years they get a newer game so that's probably mm-hmm. what the so, uh go ahead my, my thought is instead of putting investing the time and money into dlc that's just literally going to be free if you've got the nso expansion pack uh, if they sold 42 million copies of the first of this Animal Crossing, let's develop another one released in 2024. Oh, I'm going to get another 40 million or 45 million within that same time frame. Obviously, between the, all of us here in the room and those listening, you're not going to run into the perfect scenario that happened with uh, New Horizons with COVID occurring and sending everybody home. Yeah, Animal Crossing, when the next one comes out, will sell well, but I don't think it's going to hit the high levels that New Horizons did. No, the numbers when they announced that it's like the number two selling game for them, I always side eye that because I myself needed two copies of the game just to have two islands. And that annoys me, you know, mm-hmm. so I and two switches be, and two switches. <laughs> yeah. So it's and I have quick, quick side yeah. question. So as yeah. you were saying, though, uh, oh, my God, now I'm going to lose my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh my gosh! It's only Band about the islands. No, I, I just lost my train. <laughs> yeah, I just lost my train right. of thought. Oh, his train of thought. Storm rolls continue before you uh, lose yours. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Keep going with <laughs> the. So as far as yeah, the the sales will just like whatever because I don't think it's fair to the other games in Nintendo's lineup because of how many people have had switches and how many people have games um there is still the number one streamer out there and she has all of these on robo build and decided this was what she was going to do for her job the last count she had 39 Hmm. and it's 39 active switches that are on all the time with 39 copies of animal crossing and remember all of those accounts need like you need a family account or something to get online also. So you could have a family account, but if that family account gets banned or if one of your switches gets banned on that account, it is banning the family account. That is why if I modded my switch, I would get my own family thing and no longer be in the great, like put that one on the thing that wasn't connected with Infernal Fox over here because it could screw up 
all of us and I would not do that. And, so, and just just uh, for everybody, everybody's education, you can get a, an, a yearly account for the NSO. The expansion pack is 50 bucks for an individual or eight individuals on the family pack for 80 bucks. At, and that's for a year. So you pay that every year. And then the regular NSO, I think it's only 20 per individual and 50 for the family or something like that. But uh, it really, and I don't think you need the family, uh, the expansion pack to get online to the Animal Crossing. But if you want the DLC and not pay for it, then yeah, you'd want the NSO expansion pack. So uh, if she's got 39, then she's probably got five family family plans running the risk of if one gets hit, all of that, that eight get hit might even yep. be worth the, the, the savings. Honestly, to me, it's worth the savings or potential yep. risk. And that oh, I, and that re-sparked my thought too. <laughs> so go ahead before do, you forget it again. Do, yeah, really. <laughs> so is Animal Crossing would that be one of the games that they would have to give the DLC for free? Because like Pokemon, you don't get the DLC for free for having their expansion pass. You still have to buy their DLC. So could Animal Crossing do that to where it's separate and they still charge for the DLC? I think so. And you know what? I'm sorry to cut you off, but if they offered a DLC to where it would fix some of the quality of life issues, like allowing me to go in the clothing store, and if there are five (laughs) of the t-shirts that I want because there are five different colors, I shouldn't have to go into the the, uh, changing room every time to buy each color. I should be able to select (laughs) them all right there and buy all. If they said, you know, for 20 or $30, this fixes that, absolutely. And I am not the only one mm-hmm. who feels that way. There are a lot of players who were disappointed with the yeah. last update that we got in the DLC that it doesn't fix any of that. It's great that this DLC basically lets you go design villager houses on a different thing. And once you complete all of the, you got to design like 30 houses, you unlock the ability to then design their houses on your island. I've yet to finish the DLC because yeah. meh. So, um, yeah, I think if they, they would charge for it, people would pay for it. But I wonder if they're just going to wait to with the new Switch and the new Animal Crossing so then they don't have to support this game because, you know, it's Nintendo. So, like, having Mario Kart updates is shocking because it's nintendo some of their big games they just kind of i feel like ignore and it feels like that's what they're doing with animal crossing because they know those of us will follow it hopefully to the new systems and buy the new games yeah but would it would it be a concern though that people knowingly would have to spend money in order to get these dlcs Kind of like with The Sims, you need to buy like certain extension packs if you want, you know, because on The Sims, they have like different versions. You can get like The Sims Pets or The Sims City Living. If you want that, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that, that some of the DLC is like that with Animal Crossing. And I think that's Nintendo trying trying to portray themselves with a better image and say, "Hey, we're not we're not EA. We're not going to mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. gatekeep all or not gatekeep. That's not we're, we're not going to microtransaction uh, you to death. Exactly. Thank, thank yeah. you. Cindy. Thank you. Because that's 
microtransactions aren't the the big you know evil mustachioed villain guy mm. that they were like five ten years ago for the most like part horse I feel like armor days <laughs> yeah it, it's it's like something we've kind of accepted as a necessary evil nowadays and uh but N- nintendo i feel like nintendo knows that and wants to avoid it and part of the reason why they have hooked the animal animal crossing dlc to that expansion pack so the hell, hey, you don't have, you don't really don't have to pay it. We're we're good guys, but if you don't have our expansion pack, you got to pay it. We're not that good of a guy. But well, and yeah. but here's the here's the sorry, um, just here's the issue with that though. Um, when you give away the DLC for next to nothing, you know, because that's what it is. If you buy the you know the expansion pack, you know that's what fifty a year, right? I think you said, you know, so you think about it, all the DLC that you get with that. Um, again, it comes down to, it comes to a point where, okay, we got high returns here when we released, but now we're getting diminishing returns as we continue, you know, as the game continues its life cycle. So at a- some point, it becomes a question of, we're not bringing in a lot of money here, do we continue supporting it at this high caliber level? And and, it, and it's more about, I feel like their DLC structure and especially the Mario Kart one, the way that that's working, it, it isn't, it isn't about Nintendo making money. It's about them trying to get people into that, that NSO expansion pack tier. Like they, they don't want the money as much as, okay, here's all the value value you can get with going with this tier. And when they report every quarter with the shareholders hey this is what we've how many people we got on the nso expansion pack it looks really good and their their stock price raises at least that's so so that's all well uh, good go ahead so sorry i was just gonna ask uh so so nso is nintendo store online right i assume the the, something like that like the the playstation plus the xbox yeah okay um so so that's nso so this nso expansion pack is basically like uh like a premium membership kind of thing something like that right an an extra level of membership like a pay more pass right and and a playstation uh plus uh premium yeah Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so games. So you could argue that games that get updates automatically through that, the games are, yeah, in fact, like an ad for the premium membership. Because, because not only do you get the Animal Crossing and Mario Kart DLC, but you also get the Nintendo sixty four Virtual Console. You get the Sega Genesis Virtual yeah, Console, and the Game yeah. Boy Advance Virtual Console. Yep. But, but you don't Animal- own any of it. As soon as you stop paying, it's not yours anymore. Yep, it's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Animal Crossing and DLC no. you can get for thirty dollars. It's twenty nine ninety five on its own. Yep, and you so. pay that once, and it's it's yours. You have it. Yeah. yeah, and then and of course they're going to price it such that you're going to ask yourself, well, should I buy this or should I just do that annual membership and then get all these other DLCs and whatever too? Bingo. <laughs> and exactly. Pay it every year. But- <laughs> Again, the question is, yeah, Nintendo may be getting the money from the expansion pass or expansion pack or whatever it is, but how much is the Animal Crossing developer making off of that? With them being first party, that's not an issue because... Yeah, if it's first party, yep. But you you bring up a great great point, Simbu, because 
if I was a third party developer, what would be my incentive for wanting to have a DLC that was within the branch of the NSO expansion pack? Although I would guess that wouldn't even be, I bet you Nintendo would probably like shutter that wouldn't even provide that. as. as yeah. I mean, I, I could see a setup where Nintendo actually offers some bonus, like on the back end to the developers. If they do release updates through there, they could say, you know, uh, like take less a cut, say, of their stuff on the digital store or whatever. There could be they could offer some kind of incentive, but I think I think you're almost certainly right, Inferno Fox. Given the way Nintendo operates, they tend very insular, and it feels like they'd more just like keep that as a you know you're on the Nintendo train. These are some of the benefits. Yeah, right. And, kind of- and well, that again, here's the the thing too is that that skews. Um, I would I would I would gander. That it would skew the uh, revenue intake for a game, um, because you know, let's say Nintendo has a plan. You know, they have like, okay, we're going to support X, you know, games. But if you put extra content on this expansion pack, and you're basically giving it away for free, because let's be honest, um, I mean, you give away free stuff. You know, you give away thirty free things. And you charge fifty bucks a year for it. Well, that's thirty free things a month. Like, look at PlayStation Plus's uh, giveaway stuff. You know that changes. You know every month, every couple months. You know, right? Um, so eventually, like I said, it comes with diminishing return. You know, it comes with a diminishing return. The more that you constantly release for this, and, and, and- Nintendo may. And, and, and Simba, you're 100% right. And that, that may also be additional reasons why they've kind of stopped the, the additional DLC or providing more content into Animal Crossing because diminished returns. Why why keep adding into that sing, singular game when they can work on on the next game? I, I apologize, uh, Simba. Right. No, a hundred, I, you know, you're, you are 100% on, on, on my, my train of thought here. Um, you know, and again, like that, you know, we can keep releasing DLC. We can keep supporting this game. We can keep updating this game, or, or we can go after that forty-two million payday in you know three years. Yeah, because like forty-two million times sixty bucks. Like you're, you're and this the Animal Crossing games don't cost a lot of money to develop. I mean, there's there's a lot of text. There's a lot of everything like that, but it's not such a thing where it's so graphically intensive or it's a triple a experience like a final fantasy 16 that costs 200 million dollars to to develop and and kind of going on that end it just shows the the high level of creativity that not only not only the 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 devs have in regards to this particular game but even the community itself because you got a lot of people that are designing stuff like custom clothing, signs, paths, wallpapers on their islands where you go to their island and you're seeing this custom design stuff. And then there's also Facebook groups, as Storm mentioned, Twitch streams and, and whatnot, where they, they even do like giveaways in real in real life, monetary prizes and whatnot to, to group members with, with a lot of this. So this just the whole creativity aspect that this game has had. I mean, we've seen this with Zelda Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom and even Breath of the Wild six years ago, how creative individuals can be with a lot a lot of this. Uh Storm, do you have any specific shout outs regarding the, the that creative aspect? Um you know, there are 
Oh, I should have looked it up, but I can for next one. I do have a few favorites that have saved some designs um, that I've saved some designs for. They're recently, I just put up on my island, somebody made the mystery van from Scooby-Doo. Ah. <laughs> oh, cool. There's panels and put those on. Um, there's a lot of unicorns and a lot of uh, teddy bears. And I love the gnomes in the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. A lot of, oh, there's no one in particular that stands out, but there are a lot of individual artists that you look at Instagram, there are people that will share their designs on Instagram or in Pinterest. Um, Does it seem like this one has like more capability to kind of like create things or more ability to make like unique things and past entries in the series from what you know or have seen? Yes, from what I have seen, definitely. Um, I know people missed the older games just because the dialogue apparently with the villagers were was different um, than it is now. In I New think it was Horizons. a little more tongue in cheek on previous entries. If yes, right. Yeah, so people miss a lot of that because it's a lot more toned down. You know, even though I've <laughs> I've figured ways around the system to get them to swear, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the crates. I think so. The creativity there, uh, because once you get the clothing store on your island, uh, you get a, you get access to a portal that is the custom design portal and lets you either post your own designs that you create, or you can then search key terms or fi- to find designs that others have shared. But in the in that portal, you um, can create your own clothes or pathways or like little sign signs that will end up you can um use your furniture put on your furniture you know some of the furniture can be uh customized to show whatever so um interesting um and i i gotta beg the question one one last thing here uh, regarding the creative aspect, Jason, I'm going to put you on the spot because you've had a lot of experience with Minecraft, especially with your nephew. Uh, have you seen any sort of parallels between Minecraft and Animal Crossing, and not just the, the <laughs> creative aspect, but just kind of in general? Good question. I can't really, the two of them together really doesn't mesh. Doesn't. Like, there's, <laughs> the creative in Minecraft is like, literally, I keep saying it's, uh, if you want to play Legos on your TV, because it is literally <laughs> just playing Lego with Legos, where uh, Animal Crossing, you don't have that kind of uh, creativity. It is literally making, like uh, Storm said, it's making like the shirts and making signs, making like your pathways and stuff. And I've downloaded a few things myself, and I've got clothes for my characters and. I've got different signs and pathways that I've downloaded and used on my island also. So it's it's still creative. It's just a completely different in my eyes as to the different ways to do stuff. I've but. seen micro or Microsoft gameplay. I've seen Minecraft uh, gameplay because Greg played it for mm-hmm. there for a bit. The collecting of resources reminds me yes. of of minecraft now, that yes that <laughs> part would be similar yeah but the way that people design their islands um they have to use items within the game to help create you know scenes so you really have to 
you know, use your imagination to see it. Whereas uh, Minecraft, you are able to build these worlds within the game if you know the right programming and if you're on the right servers and things. So I think Minecraft yields a little bit more creative freedom that way. But, you know, Animal Crossing, with if you have a pen that you can draw on with an iPad and stuff, that's how people transfer certain designs to animal crossing i know there's a way to do it using like the qr codes and and things like that to transfer your designs but to uh just butt in after that i think that the minecraft does give you a little bit more creative freedom because you can program things and make really cool worlds where animal crossing you're limited to you know making these worlds by items within the game Gotcha. And, and that makes sense. It's really cool to have the the outlets that the the developers for Mojang, Nintendo and everything really have in these very different sets of titles. Just it's amazing the, the kind of art that that really can be created. And I want to go ahead and, and wrap it up here for our Animal Crossing discussion. Uh, we'll probably branch into just kind of the whole uh, cozy game discussion overall, maybe in, in one of our next podcasts, because mm-hmm. we're, we're really running running into time here. But I just want to take the time again to thank everyone for joining, as well as our, our audience here. Just want to give a quick uh, shout out and, and outros to all, all of our individuals, uh, just for everyone's sake uh, that has joined in just so you know what's coming up this saturday i've got my video on my ongoing series of a nintendo fanboy reviews sega genesis games specifically rocket night adventures it's the 10th review so figured i'd do one of the uh lesser known games but one of the ones who if any individual has played rocket night the they they really know it quite well and, and know it to be a great game. So uh, also premiering tomorrow is a, a very quick unboxing reveal video that I have for a grid game boy uh, studio uh, grid studios, game boy shadow box are going to be a real quick thing. Uh, so hope you guys can join, join me for that again, big, huge shout out to storm Rose sky for all of her help putting together a lot of the information here with this animal crossing centric podcast. And again, uh, storm, you can find her on Twitch and YouTube storm Rose sky storm. Thank you again. You're welcome. And I just put up my first video last week um and top six forgotten tv shows of the 80s and i explore some nostalgia and that is going to be my first one next one i think i'm gonna do um forgotten cartoons of the 80s before i start getting into my favorites and whatnot so looking forward to that sounds fun so far it has been i appreciate inferno fox and his feedback that helped out so yeah, and the video itself is—it's a lot of fun being able to reminisce and be like, "Oh yeah, I, I remember that." <laughs> yep, that's all I yeah, wanted. All to I feels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Weigh in on that, especially being born in you know 1980. I got it. So you know, <laughs> uh, get also, all those feels. Yes. Uh, also, Jamie Owls, thank you for for joining us as well, giving your your feedback regarding Animal Crossing. Yeah. No. Thank you. Um, really storm rose guy took the lead and everything and honestly some of the things that i learned today about animal crossing and i've been playing it for almost three years 
but not as much as Stormrose Cry. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And Jason the 13th, again, you can find Jason the 13th at Jason the 13th on YouTube. You can catch his gameplay videos for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Fork Knife, and various Pokemon. Jason, thank you again for joining. Not a problem. Happy to be here. And Astromedes, again, uh, part of the uh, developer for Second Place Games, developer and part owner. Astromedes, thank you so much again for joining as well as doing additional research and for your developer-centric feedback. I I, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Always happily to ramble about things I may or may not know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> and last and definitely not least, Simbu Darkfang. You can find him at Basement of the Dead in Aurora, Illinois. That again is Basement of the Dead. Simbu, thank you for joining us. Uh, and, and I know this is this is a tough topic, especially because you, me, and Astromedes have, have little to no play experience regarding the, the Animal Crossing uh, this specific entry in the series as, as a whole, but we've got a lot of background with video games in general. So it, it, I really appreciate your, your, your general, but strong video game knowledge. Thank you. Well, you know, I mean, at least I got, got something going for me. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, my friends. So th th that's a wrap. Thank you again, everybody for uh, joining us. You can catch us again on a Apple podcasts, Spotify, and first and foremost under YouTube, Inferno Fox Gaming. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and make sure to catch us on the next one. Thank you. Bye.